Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello. Welcome to Off the Bench on your Saturday morning. Paul Hazelby joins me, Rob Beaver, of course, and great to be back in the chair, Paul Hazelby. It's been a big week, the AFL, lots of things going on, the NRL as well, as I welcome you in. Great to be with you, Beaver. Gee, you're up and about for a Saturday morning and what's been another tough week in the world of of sports. Handful of Is that M&Ms? why you That's fired all it up? needs. All it needs, mate. Yeah, lots going on. The AFL yesterday coming out and saying that they may have to take unprecedented control over all of the 18 clubs. So get in there, Beaver, and take financial control of all 18 clubs to try and get through this. There's a few clubs that aren't happy with that because they are powerful clubs and they think they can do it themselves. I'm talking about West Coast, Richmond, Collingwood, I was just about and those to say, types. If the Eagles have got $60 million in the bank, which is what I, I believe they have, if what you read is true. Why would they want the AFL to come in? They wouldn't. The AFL is going, hang on, Gold Coast, Bulldogs, St Kilda, they're all going to fold if we don't get the money off uh, Richmond, Collingwood, West Coast clubs like that. I'd be fighting that tooth and nail. I don't think they're going to take their money, but at least if they are in charge, they know every bit of spending that's going on around the competition. The spending going forward is very consistent for each club, so I don't mind it. But it goes to show how desperate the AFL is. We saw a lot of emotion throughout the week with Eddie Maguire and Tony Jones and the spat that they did have on air. That was on the 6 o'clock news, and to me it was all about the members potentially wanting their money back, but Eddie was pretty strong to say, look, we're happy to give it back if you desperately need it, but if you can leave it in there... We need that money, and it showed desperation to me. I think it did. It also showed the emotion of footy. Now, we're going to get to The Dig, and I want to come back to this Eddie Maguire stuff. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Now, I've had a few conversations with a few different people about this. As we get into The Dig, don't dig yourself into a whole lodge of free dial before you dig inquiry. That Eddie Maguire, Tony Jones spat. People are saying that Eddie said, yes, we'll give the money back. We'll give members their money back. We'll refund them if they Mm. need it. That's not at all what I got from that two-minute spat on air. I got the vibe that he would, you know, as they say, it's all about the vibe of the Constitution. I got the vibe that they would, but and I understand what Eddie's doing. He's not coming out and saying it word perfect because then the entire club would potentially cease to exist in six months' time. But I don't think that was... I think it would have been easier for Eddie to come out and go, if you need it, we will refund it, but we plead with you an employee, please don't take it out because the club is going through a tough time. I think that's all he needed to say and that would have been swept under the rug and everyone would have moved on. He could have handled it better. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But it showed me the emotion that surrounds Eddie and he would have been in two weeks of non-stop meetings about the Collingwood Football Club. He's also on the AFL committee as well that's been put together right now. But not a bad dig from you. I'm going to have a dig at one of our co-hosts. His name is Kane Corns. Kane. Kane Corns. Now, Kane. Kane needs to relax a little bit. Now, in previous years, he's been fired up about people or sportsmen playing other sports. Ollie Wines, who got injured with his yeah, skiing, uh, water, skiing, skiing, water skiing. Charlie Curnow, when he was playing basketball. He's now had a go at Isaac Heaney. But I'm not sure if you saw the footage. Isaac Heaney was just swinging on a tree. And you know how you swing on the tree on the yep, rope yep. that goes into the dam. Now, I love doing that growing up. That's <laughs> That was fun. And he did that. There's, there's no risk in that action for me. Mm-hmm. And then he did a little bit of water skiing behind a little dinghy, which was in a tiny dam. So we're not talking a massive dam. We're not talking, we're not talking at big speed. 
odd ways. No, no, it was just a bit of fun. They're in isolation. He's on the farm. He's trying to occupy himself with the family that he is with. Kane, you just need to take a break through this period. I love a lot of your commentary, but I think you're taking it a little bit too far now. You know what Kane's biggest problem is? What? His idea of fun is running a marathon. Mm. That's true. It's not at all what the re- what the real world thinks, Kane. Love you. Uh, this is Off the Bench. Plenty still to come here with Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you now. Earlier in the week, the Western Australian Cricket Association hosted their annual awards night. It is, of course, the Laurie Saul medal now. A little bit different, obviously, with social distancing and isolation. The awards were announced on social media, but Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby were lucky enough to hear from Laurie Saul medalist Sean Marsh live after the event. This is what he had to say. Welcome, mate. How are you? Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Carl. Yeah, obviously, it's a great honour again. And, um, you know, it's um, yeah, it's been a good season. So, um, yeah, very, very humbling. Uh, very different way to re- receive the award, mate, on your own. Um, you know, normally this is a, a great event. I've been along many times. And um, sadly, with the environment that we have at the moment, everything's been shut down. But, uh, you know, I, I know that you would really be proud inside. But, yeah, it's a, a very different place we find ourselves in at the moment. Yeah, look, it certainly is. Um, obviously, yeah, it's really tough out there at the moment for everyone involved. And, um yeah, look, obviously the season uh, finished um, obviously a, bit, a little bit short, but, um, you know, we can't really do much about it at the moment. And, um, yeah, it would have been nice to um, celebrate as, as a group tonight. It's always a great night, the Laurie Silk Medal Night. And, um, unfortunately, um, with what's going on, uh, we couldn't do it. Congratulations, Sean, on winning the award. How different was the season for you without the pressure of the international selection that you've been through for the most part of your career? Yeah, look, it probably allowed me just to focus on playing for WA, and um, uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I loved being that senior figure within the team, and uh, we've got some really exciting young players coming through. So uh, to have not to worry about that, all that uh, extra added pressure, I guess, with with trying to to get back into the national team was um, yeah, it was it was good in some ways. But as I said, I, I really enjoyed my season. You also chose to go across to the dark side when it came to the Big Bash playing for the Renegades. That didn't work out too well on a team point of view. Individually, nah. you had a good season, but did it achieve what you hoped it would? No, look, it was um, obviously very different. Um, you know, I've been with the first coaches for, for seven or eight years, and we had a lot of uh, success in, in that period. So to, to go there, and uh, I think we won three games in 14, was, was a little bit different. But I enjoyed the experience. Um, I enjoyed... Um, living in Melbourne for six weeks and, and Beck and the kids enjoyed it as well so um, hopefully we can win a few more games next year Yeah, you obviously about... got paid, oh, paid more did he? Um, did <laughs> you course. get paid more Marsha? Is that why he left? <laughs> Yeah. No, not at all, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's face it, it's a business, and, and that's the way that that particular franchise cricket has become, hasn't it? I mean, that's just open and honest. That's the way it is, and we're going to see yeah, more look, of it, aren't we? Yeah, you probably will, and, you know, for, for my, at my stage in my career, I thought that was the right move to make, and like I said, um, I've got no regrets in making that decision. Um, you know, as I said, I really enjoyed it, uh, getting to play with some players that I, you know, played against, um, my whole career was was you know a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, look, it was it was very different, especially coming up against you know uh, the Scorchers. Um, obviously, obviously a lot of close mates in that team. It, it was um, you know a, a different experience coming up with, uh, against Mitch and that. So 
but it was I enjoyed it and um, yeah, looking forward to next season. Sean Marsh there here on Off the Bench. And a reminder, viruses like flu and coronavirus spread when tiny droplets from coughs and sneezes land on surfaces that others touch. You can help reduce the risk by coughing or sneezing into your elbow or upper arm or use a tissue and put the tissue in the bin straight after. Then wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Together we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit healthywa.wa.gov.au to learn more. And that's authorised by the Government of Western Australia, Perth. More Sean Marsh after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Sean Marsh is still with Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby here. What's next for you, Sean? You're 36. You're still playing some very good cricket. We've seen a few players at your age start to take up the gun for hire amongst the T20 competitions around the world. But what is motivating you right now to continue on? And I asked your brother the other night whether he thought you'd go through to the age of 40. Can you? (laughs) Uh, 40's uh, not too far away, but uh, (laughs) I'll be be playing at 40. But, look, um, I'm still really enjoying the game. I still love training. you know, I love being around WA cricket. Uh, we've got a great bunch of guys down there. and um, got, Like I said before, we've got some really good, young, exciting players coming through. So, you know, I've got a real burning desire to try and win a Sheffield Shield, which we haven't done in 20 years before, before I'm done. So, um, you know, I honestly think that we've got a really exciting group to do that and achieve that over the next few years. You get to play alongside Cameron Green. How enjoyable was that? And what did you find from him this year with his development? Yeah, look, it was fantastic to play with him. Um, you know, for a 20-year-old to uh, do what he did was pretty special. And, um, you know, he took his game uh, to a whole new level. Obviously, he um, he got injured with the with the uh, with his back early doors, so he wasn't um, allowed to bowl for the majority of the season. But um, to come on leaps and bounds with his batting and, and score crucial runs for us, as I said, as a, as a 20-year-old was, you know, it was. Um, bloody exciting to watch and um, yeah, he's certainly going to be a, a great talent for, for WA and, and hopefully Australia down the, down the, in the future. As you get older, do you start to coach a little bit more towards the back end of your career and what would be your advice and have you had discussions to players like Cameron Bancroft who struggled a bit this year and also Ashton Turner? Yeah, look, um, I don't say um, a hell of a lot. Um, you know, the guys know that I'm there if they want to come up and have a chat. Um you know, I enjoy just being out there on the ground, trying to lead the way um, on the ground. But the guys, um, you know, they're, they're a great bunch of guys. They're easy to talk to and they're a great bunch of listeners. So, um, you know, those sort of guys will obviously had um, probably the seasons that they probably um, didn't want to have, but they're, they're great characters. And I've got no doubt over the next couple, um, 12 months they'll, they'll be back firing for WA Cricket. What have you been doing through this period? Have you had a chance to get down to the nets, or do you have the nets at your house? I think your old man used to have a house that used to have the nets set up, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, in Janica we did. We had a net um, at the moment. It's uh, looking after two kids and, and keeping them occupied throughout the day. So, look, it's, it's nice just to be able to spend the time at home and, and chill out and um, just relax and and not have too much uh, too many commitments. So, you know, I'm enjoying that time with the family at the moment. Uh, I've got to ask you about Aaron Hardy. He's won the Male Rising Star. He made his yeah. maiden century only a couple of matches ago. Um, what do you think his potential is? Yeah, look, he had a fantastic um, finish to the season. Um, he's obviously um, 
uh, you know, a really strong boy. He's um, a good outswing bowler, and um, I thought his batting come on leaps and bounds, and he scored a uh, really crucial hundred for us in our last game. So yeah, he's a really exciting prospect. He's he's got a really good head on his shoulders, and um, you know he's another young player coming through for WA that I'm really excited about. Sean, how did you enjoy the captaincy duties this year, and who did it better, you or your brother? <laughs> oh, look, it's um, yeah, I, I do enjoy it. Um, obviously, with Mitch being away and um, and that, so um, yeah, look, it's it's something that I, I probably haven't done a hell of a lot throughout my career, but um, you know, the guys are really easy to talk to, like I, like I said before, and um, you know, they're um, a great bunch of guys. So yeah, look, it was good fun. Would have been nice to win a few more games as captain, but um, you know, it was good fun. That was Sean Marsh, fresh off winning the Laurie Saul medal during the week. We appreciate his time. Plenty more still to come here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Hoping you're enjoying it wherever you are in the beautiful state of Western Australia as we get into our waffle update for Kia with Australia's best seven-year factory warranty. Hayes, I don't know if you've been onto the waffle website, wafflefootball.com.au, but I highly advise people to go and do it. They're doing what they're calling isolation diaries at the moment with the athletes. Of course, we all know coronavirus around. We're all trying to stay safe. So the guys who are in the under-18s or projected to you know, be draft picks come the end of the year, if that's when the draft is held for the AFL, they're writing these little diaries, these little pieces, and detailing the emotions that they're feeling around the uncertainty. It's a difficult time. Uh, or a busy time, I should say, for everybody. You start finishing your schooling. You're looking at maybe moving into state. You've got all your football commitments as well. Um, it, Logan McDonald is one of these kids. He wrote uh, a journal entry, uh, spoke about the joy of seeing Mitch Georgiades and Dev Robertson, of course, debut for their respective AFL teams in round one. Speaks about how they're all keeping together and Skyping and trying to keep each other motivated. Talk us through what your under-18 experience is like and that build-up to you getting drafted, because I imagine this is going to be as we say the word, unprecedented, but something that no one's ever been through before leading into an AFL draft. Looking back, it's the greatest time of my life. I got to play under-18s twice for Western Australia, once as a 17-year-old, and in that group was players like Tyson Stengline, Josh Carr was in there, Des Hedland, uh, Justin Longmuir played in that as well. We got beaten by percentage, would you believe? There was no final percentage back then. It was four games, we lost one, and we drew with uh, the other team in terms of wins, but beaten by percentage. Then we came back the next year and we actually took out the title. So very fond memories of the under-18s. A part of that team, Brett Johnson was our captain who played with Hawthorne and Carlton. Adam Hunter, Andrew Emley was a part of that group as well. And Darren Glass, of course, a very good player and captain of the West Coast Eagles. I remember playing against Vic Country, and they were touted as the team to beat. And Cameron Ling actually played for them. And he was the big, fat redhead. And he was a full forward at that stage, full would forward. you believe? And when he kicked a goal, he really over-celebrated. Like, he would run from the goal square to the middle of the ground and get around all of his teammates. And then come to his AFL days, of course, he became a tagger. Mm. But his whole persona changed as well. He wasn't that outlandish kid that he was when he was playing under-18s. But very fond memories of that time. If you give one piece of advice to... How do you even give advice to someone who, I guess, potentially has their carnival completely cut short or or non-existent? But what would be the piece of advice you'd have if you were having to train on your own and isolate? What would be the advice you would give young kids? Make sure you do the work, but enjoy your time. Because if you're good enough, you'll get picked up at a later stage. If you've done the work 
previously, you're going to be okay. And I think the AFL recruiters would have been watching you for the last two years. So don't panic. You're still going to get an opportunity. It's an interesting side note, isn't it? What will happen with the AFL draft this year? Because I believe the list sizes will be cut, maybe down to 38. And if you're cutting four players from your list, do you then want to cut an extra three to allow new ones to come in. in. I'm probably, I've always been of the opinion that maybe the best way going forward is to allow clubs to pick two 18 year olds and then the very best 18 year olds get their opportunity because we saw last year, the 18 year olds are up to it. Connor Rosie, Sam Walsh, those sort of types. Jack Lacocious, another one, Ben King, Max King. I think even though he's injured last year, they still need the opportunity, but I think the rest of them, can then filter back into the lower grades and then they start to get picked up as 19, 20, 21-year-olds. And I think there's a lot of players on list that never play a game, so I don't know what those spots are actually necessarily used for. That's an interesting side note as well. Paul Hazelby, thank you to you for your company once again on Off The Bench. Looking forward to it again next week. Stay safe, everybody. And a reminder before we go, as the coronavirus outbreak continues, it's important to stay well informed. A national plan has been activated to manage the virus and support our community as more is learned about the virus and the way it spreads. The plan will be adapted and we will let you know about the latest advice. For up-to-date information, visit healthywa.wa.gov.au. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Make sure you're isolating this weekend. That was authorised by the Government of Western Australia, Perth, and we'll see you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.